Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining me as always is one, Chris Hipple. Say hi. Miggy, like Dario Saric and Monty Williams we in back. Philadelphia. We're back. We the homies, I guess, this time. Uh, listen, Chris, last time we talked, uh, we were on a two-game win streak. Now we're on a two-game losing streak. Warriors 107, Sixers 96, and then tonight, Suns 116, Sixers 113. And uh, Chris, you know, I think we should start it off right off the bat. Some blame pizza. What's going on with the Sixers? We're, yes. I mean, the like the number one seed is within our grasp. We can just take it, run away with it, and we're just kind of like, you know, shit in the bed a little bit. Blame pizza? Big old slice of pizza goes to the Sixers without three starters. Uh, I think this one's True. pretty simple. Yeah. Um, without three starters, it's hard to win games. I don't know. I mean, are you mad? Uh, I'm not really mad. You know, we, we just potted the other day, right? And we talked about how maybe we need to be resting our players more. And so this is just kind of what we're doing, I guess. Uh, you know, and also the thing that I'm not mad because as much as we complain about Ben and how Ben is kind of limited offensively, especially in the half court, our offense just looks so janky sometimes without him. It's just so weird. Like, yes, he's kind of janky, but then without him, we're janky. It's just like a janky parade. Reminds me of, um, we talked about this a lot when we were in the bubble, like, Mm. Ben, we talk so much about his defensive impact, but the truth is that outside of him, we don't really have a playable point guard, and we still don't. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a problem, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, I do want to bring up something that makes me sort of sad, but I need to bring up the Vince Poirier Memorial Bad Player Award. It goes to Shake Milton. Shake has been playing just bad and he's played especially bad tonight at one point he was like one for ten four turnovers just really out of sorts what do you see in shake because shake is an important piece to our team and making a, a, a legit playoff run don't you think so i actually wrote down that the the shake drop off is has officially become a playoff concern mm. Like we actually need him to contribute for sure. I do think a big part of it is what we talked about. Again, we talked about this in the bubble. Shake Milton is not a point guard. He's a classic two guard. He needs to be next to a playmaker. He's not a playmaker himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he seems super out of sorts. He, uh, you know, we said, I, I think we said, I, I could be making this up, but when Tyrese Maxey was drafted, the hot take that Maxey, would end up being more of an important factor for the Sixers than Milton. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. in the last two games, he sure has been. I mean, he's getting in there. He's facilitating. He's getting to the rim. Shake looks lost. Yeah, the the Tyrese Maxey experience is definitely hot and cold, you know? But when he's hot, whoo, he's hot. Man, that, that like weirdo floater jump off the wrong foot thing just makes me so, it just makes me tingly inside. Speaking of tingly things, Toyota tingling nipples play of the game goes to Matisse Thibel. Matisse Thibel, at clamps. least for me, clamping the clamps on 
Devin you got Booker. clamps, Devin Booker. <laughs> Just so clamps. Although I will say he kind of got the last laugh. What was it, like 10 seconds left, down four, and then he hits that fucking fadeaway in the corner. But he got yeah, blocked the fuck out of. He's definitely of one of those players where it's like, if you clamps him for three quarters, you're just guaranteeing that he's going to be sick in the fourth quarter. I know. Um, the one chase down block on the corner three just was so just so nice. It's crazy. And, and like Matisse just loves lulling players into this false sense of security where he just like gives them. He's like, you can have these one or two steps, but with my ridiculous go-go gadget arms, mm. I'm just going to like come out of nowhere and swatch you at the last second. And also as evidenced by his, like he gets up, like he throws down some nasty dunks. And like, I think he has a pretty good vertical that kind of goes underrated. Chris, we're at the shake Milton minute. Uh, do you got anything for us? So going back to the warriors game, mm. um, why the fuck is Seth Curry spending oh. extraordinary minutes guarding Steph? The main takeaway from that game seemed to be Steph Curry is amazing, so we throw our hands up because what were we supposed to do? Maybe use Matisse Thibel. <laughs> Shout out to Doc. The next night, uh, Matisse kind of clamps up Devin Booker. Yeah. Uh, you know, we could we could maybe do that sooner next time. Well, maybe his hands are tied because uh, Seth Curry didn't play tonight you know he maybe he would have put him on Devin just for funsies the brother versus brother thing is <laughs> enticing yeah. I, I get it uh what else Mikhail Bridges is so nice I know he's really good at basketball if only we could have ever drafted him if we Former ever had the opportunity it would have been great our best offense is obviously Joel Embiid our second best offense is just trying to force a turnover and hitting a transition three Mm. That was apparent tonight and again in the Warriors game. But then I realized it's kind of just the Sixers. Just either pray JoJo goes uh, Super Saiyan or just trail three. We force what? a turnover via, you know, Matisse or Ben or something. Mm. That's our identity, um, I guess. Get out and transition. Yeah. And we're, we're <laughs> like the number two net defensive rating. So, I mean, you know. But, uh, you know, either way, I'm totally chill with JoJo. Carrying this team, Super Saiyan style, throwing a spirit bomb, saving planet Namek, you know, classic JoJo stuff. 